Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. I'm Emily Fox. On today's show, we're going to hear from KEXP DJs on their favorite songs of 2019. We'll also hear how one of those bands is using music and poetry to document gentrification in Dublin. I think it's just kind of a, a way of coping with all these things, is, is to kind of write about them and document them before, they, before they're on their last legs, like, you know. And how music is helping immigrants find a new identity in the U.S. I think we're at a place where people are really accepting us by who we are, and I think that's because of the music. But first, I have morning show DJ John Richards here to tell me about his favorite song of 2019. Well, there's two songs who got the most airplay on my show. Does that mean that it was your favorite song of the year? Well, that's interesting, right? If I played it the most, it must be, I've determined it's my favorite song of the year. And and it was a close race. Leah Porcelain's I Am Okay was an incredible song this year that I play a lot of, it meant a lot to me and mental health, and it was great. Um, but what got a little more play with that was a band by the name of Quivers. And Quivers, uh, who are Melbourne by way of Tasmania, um, they're a project of Sam J. Nicholson, who started uh, to keep singing after losing a brother, actually, in a free diving accident. And Quivers decided to kind of focus, and he decided to focus his music in, in that direction, like to deal with that. Released their debut album, We'll Go Riding in the Hearses, in February. This uh, this song wasn't on the album, though, my song of the year. It's weird. It was just a single? Technically, it's a single. Huh. And we're not really a single station, um, but this is like a self-released single, um, and it just jumped out at me. You know, a good friend of mine, actually, if you want to know how we get music, you think it's really like... Oh, the label sent it to you, and there's a process, and it's a thing. No, my buddy Wayne sent it to me. I've known Wayne for years. Aww. Wayne Price, shout out, buddy. He's a great guy. And when he he's a guy who's like, oh, my God, I heard this song. I did a video. He works in video and stuff and does a bunch of different things. But he said, I, I think you'd really like it. I, oh, God, I trust this guy. So I heard it, and the next morning, you know, I got it that night. I was like, oh, my God, I love this song so much. And uh, that was it. And it actually inspired them to come to America, come to Seattle, and play here in our studios this year. Because KEXP played it? That's right. See how that works? And then um, there was a great session. Check it out um, at kxp.org. Look up Quivers. They return to Seattle this spring. My name is DJ Dr. West. I'm uh, one of the hosts of KEXP's Sonic Producer, The Punk Show. And this is one of my favorite songs of 2019. The song is from the original motion picture soundtrack to the horror movie Us by Jordan Peele. Music by Michael Abels. 
and it's uh, one of the songs at the end called Pas de Deux. It in, uh, contains an um, interpolation of Why You Treat Me So Bad. And what I love about this song is it just has so many elements of different music. It starts off kind of classical. It happens at the end while um, some of the characters, while Lupita Nyong'o's character is dancing. And so it sounds kind of classical and then it gets really scary. And just every time I listen to it, it <laughs> literally sends shivers up my spine. Um, gotten really into textured music, especially from horror movies and other soundtracks. Um, and this is a, a one whole record that I just love so much, um, but especially this song, Pas de Deux by Michael Abels. I'm Greg Vandy. I host The Roadhouse on Wednesday evenings. My favorite song of 2019 was Paul Cawthon's Cocaine Country Dancing because not only is Paul Cawthon really hilarious and that this song demonstrates his hilarity, but it's also uh, country, dancing, and cocaine. What could go wrong? So enjoy this, Paul Cawthon, my favorite song of the year. And oh, by the way, the video is fantastic. Enjoy. I said a twist for me, baby, hit a rip for me, baby. Take another shot, get lit for me, baby. It's a quarter to two. What you want to do? Cocaine, country dancing with you. I think a bit of cocaine, country dancing will do. Hey everybody, this is Troy Nelson. Sometimes you hear me right here on Sound and Vision doing episodes of Cover Me with my friend Owen, but today I want to talk about my favorite song of 2019. And it comes from BJ the Chicago Kid featuring Anderson Pack on the song Feel the Vibe. What I love about this song is, first of all, you have BJ the Chicago Kid and Anderson Pack getting together, and you know if these two get together in a studio, it is going to be magic, and that is exactly what this song is. First of all, Anderson Pack's rapping is just absolutely on point. I'm loving the feeling of the flow and all of the lyrics. It's also inviting and welcoming, especially when it gets to the chorus. And the chorus is just about a bunch of friends getting together and having a good time, but it goes a little more in-depth than that. I mean, it just sounds like a party I want to be at. The lyrics are, come on in, close the door, and feel the vibe. We've got macaroni and cheese, collard greens and chicken inside. Can't forget the cornbread, talking shit with the old heads. Mama's dancing to some Al Green. I mean, they are listening to Al Green, and uh, they are smoking some weed, and eating macaroni and cheese, collard greens, and chicken, and it just feels so welcoming. It's like the place I want to be chilling out. I love this chorus, and I love this song. It just warms my soul. So that is my favorite song of 2019, Feel the Vibe. Come on in, close the door, and feel the vibe. Feel the vibe. 
Hi, it's John Gilbreth, host of Jazz Theater on KEXP here. Uh, coming up on Sunday nights, midnight until 2 a.m. Monday morning. I'm happy to share this favorite song. It's one of my favorite songs right now. <laughs> it's a tribute to one of the great vocalists of all time, certainly one of the great jazz vocalists. A new release by Avery R. Young and the uh, ensemble called Tubman with a large group of formidable women. Back behind, it's an absolutely funky tune called Get to Know a Nina Simone Song. I'm on every Saturday, noon to three. You'll hear me a little bit later today. My favorite song of 2019 comes from soul singer Kelly Finnegan. And uh, that was just a year of him for me. My favorite song is the opening track to his new album, The Tales People Tell. It's called I Don't Want to Wait. And it's one of those instances where you hear a song and you're just even two bars into the song. You're like, wow, this is amazing. So he does this really classic soul music, which is having a revival in the last couple of years, especially. So hearing that song, it really honestly sounds like it was written 50, 60 years ago. And I actually told him that when I had the in-studio with him back in July, uh, I was talking to him after the session and I said, the first time I heard that song, I said, I cannot believe this is a brand new song. It sounds like it has always been a song. And that's still how I feel about it. And I have it stuck in my head all the time. So my song of the year, Kelly Finnegan, I Don't Want to Wait. I'm DJ Miss Ashley, host of The Late Night Show every Thursday from 9 to 1. One of my favorite songs of 2019 was my 19-year-old rapper from Spanish Town, Jamaica, Coffee. I love this song because Toast is about being humble and grateful and appreciating your blessings. Coffee certainly has been blessed in 2019. Rapture, the EP, was nominated for a Grammy for Best Reggae Album of the Year. Bring it home, Coffee. Blessings all for my life and My name is Derek Mazzoni. I am the host of Wopop, KXP's look at all the music that's happening all over the world, modern, global, world music, international hip-hop. Uh, it's on every Tuesday from 6 to 9 p.m. online, anytime you want it. Thinking about my favorite song of 2019, it's always hard to kind of break it down to one song, but I came up with a Buka Danza from the Kinshasa Congo based band Kokoko. Now, I love Kinshasa. It's a huge city in the center of Africa 
with an amazingly vibrant music scene. It's tied to uh, a history of scrappiness, more or less. People are making their own instruments. It's uh, a raw place full of all these crazy opportunities. People are getting by with whatever they can. And under these circumstances, it seems that music is thriving. And um, Kokoko is a prime example of that, especially with this track Buka Danza. It falls in clubland. It falls in the world music category. You play it in a club setting, the dance floor explodes. It really has a phenomenal vibrant energy, which I think is perfect for 2019 and also to get us into 2020. I hope you like it. Buka Danza by Kokoko from Kinshasa. DJ Michelle Myers and I do a radio show Fridays on KEXP 6 to 9 p.m. It's a dance music show of people from all different backgrounds, different genders and genres. And my favorite song of the year, 2019, is Con Calma by Daddy Yankee. It's a reggaeton song by the Puerto Rican artist. And it has this really cool pop breakdown that goes boom, boom, girl. And it has an incredible beat. Daddy Yankee is an artist that's bringing reggaeton into a worldwide audience. And I think that's super exciting. I like you, boom, boom, girl. Ya vi que estás solita, acompáñame. La noche de nosotros, tú lo sabes. Que gáname, dam, 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 de guayarte, mami. Ese ram, pam, pam, yeah. Esa criminal como lo mueve es un delito. Tengo que arrestarte porque pienso y no me quito. Tienes criminality, pero te doy fatal. This is DJ Chili of our modern Latin mix show, El Sonido, on Monday nights. My favorite record of 2019 is called Ao Male. comes from a group called Combo Chimbita. All the members were born in Colombia and then came together and met in New York City, where they're now based, over their love of traditional Colombian music and soul, plus metal and other forms of rock, and the fusion they create. It's super powerful and soulful Latin psych that is not to be missed. you got to catch them live. In fact, they did a KEXP live session. That video is out. You should definitely watch that. And they did an extra interview with me about coming to the United States for our Immigrant Song Series. You can watch that video as well. Again, the group is called Combo Chimbita, and the album is Ao Male. Here's the title track. Combo Chimbita. Here's an excerpt of an interview DJ Chili did with the band for our Immigrant Song Series. When Chili interviewed Combo Chimbita, he first asked if playing music together as a band of Latin American immigrants now based in New York brings a sense of home. 
I think so. I mean, my case, like, you, like, when you migrate, you're, like, trying to build uh, an identity, you know, like, I believe in recreating your, your life with, in this case, music from Colombia, like, it keeps you connected, you know, with uh, what's happening there, with the traditions, and it gives you sort of, like, a, a focus, you know. And I feel like every diaspora does that, like, they come together and music is sort of like the the foundation yeah i feel like in my case because i wasn't able to really go back and i wanted to sort of not discover myself but try to find a connection with who i was um you know i was like you know growing up in new york city like you're surrounded by all these cultures all this music all this stuff but I felt like meeting these guys and being introduced to tropical music kind of gave me an identity. I was like, okay, it, like I can, you know, this is kind of who I am. Even though I think I was kind of lost for for some time until, and I feel like music really kind of helped me define myself. And and it, it's still the vehicle by which I search my identity and like who I am. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a very important role, I think, for me personally. Yeah. What were some of the struggles, if any, as an immigrant to the United States and making music and getting into the music scene? It's interesting because in my case, um, so I was uh, a dreamer and a DACA recipient, and I think the whole thing about you know, uh, when when I was doing activism for like the Dream Act and all this stuff, and it was always like, oh, the valedictorian, like this person is like a genius in math, or like you know this doctor undocumented. But people don't talk about uh, immigrant artists, and I think that's a, a really important thing. And I think you know people have this idea of like immigrant workers they come, you know, do like low skill jobs and they work really hard and they make a living, but uh, I think uh, artists' work is also very valuable, and immigrant artists are incredibly valuable uh, things to say. So um, uh, I, I sort of always carry that flag with pride and be like, hey, you know, it's it's okay, and it's very important to have immigrant artists. And it's uh, I think as a band, we we also challenge that no that notion that you know, not immigrants are also here to be creative, uh, mm. which is maybe a, a voice that is not usually heard yeah it's it's hard for somebody who comes to a foreign country to to make art when like the main focus is just to survive you know mm -hmm. especially when you first start like you're just trying to make enough to like cover your expenses and like create a new life so i have a lot of respect for people who come from different countries and try to you know keep that art alive you know it's mm -hmm. it's it's uh it's very visceral it's it's something that is yeah. needed just singing in spanish you know sometimes an audience is like you know it's not but i think we're at a place where people are really accepting us by who we are and i think that's because of the music probably yeah so we hear a lot of sensation in the news, especially in the last few years, about immigration and this negativity and there's this tenseness that we feel 
when we talk politics or look at the the news but I don't know if that's the whole reality really I feel like like we were just saying more and more people are open to our our music in Spanish or a different language do you feel not only that you're connecting musically with people but maybe opening people's minds in general about people up from other places, immigrants from different cultures, different languages. Is there a responsibility there? I, I don't know or? if it's a responsibility. I mean, I think the music that we make might translate to... I mean, it's, it's kind of beyond this idea of even countries, you know? I mean, we were born somewhere else that we don't even know exactly where we came from in a city like I grew up in, in Bogota in a city <laughs> and I'm from Colombia but I don't know exactly like I don't know my descendants per se like I don't have it clear in my mind that I migrated to, to New York and I'm still kind of I'm searching my identity through the music and I think maybe that concept resonates with some people and I think what we do in our music and it's beyond this idea of I think countries and 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 borders and uh, I mean there's no doubt there is like a humanitarian crisis around the world people migrating and uh, I think it is undeniable that that's happening but we're just trying to be honest with with who we are and try to to look and search for our own identity through the music and as long as we're honest I think people will relate to it or not. That was DJ Chili speaking with Combo Chimbita as part of KEXP's Immigrant Song Series. You can check out the full video of the interview on KEXP's YouTube channel and at KEXP.org. Combo Chimbita made DJ Chili's favorite album of the year. Here's KEXP Afternoon Show DJ Kevin Cole talking about his favorite album of 2019. My number one album was Fontaine's DC Dog Row. The thing that did it for me uh, with the Fontaine's DC record was just the the sense of urgency, and I love I love debut albums when they're great, right? Because you're 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 discovering a brand new album or a brand new artist that you hadn't heard before, and having seen them a bunch of times this year, that show with Idols at Numos was amazing. They played live on the afternoon show. It was an amazing performance. Uh, I saw them in Iceland uh, live. So for me, in part, it's also kind of seeing a band early on when that creative arc is, you know, on the upswing, when you're seeing and hearing the magic happen. So that, that's part of it for me with Fontaine's DC. Is it too real for ya? Is it too real for ya? Is it too real for ya? Is it too real? Is it too real for ya? 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 Kevin Cole interviewed Fontaine's DC when they came to KEXP this year. He talked with them about how issues of gentrification come up in their music and how poetry informs their artistry. So, uh, so Dog Real sounds like a love letter to uh, Ireland and specifically to your hometown of Dublin. And 
Uh, throughout the album, though, you do lament uh, the effects of capitalism and gentrification and, uh, and changes to the city. And um, can you speak for a bit on, on the potential impact of these changes and how they would affect the scene that you grew out of? Any kind of change, you know, change in any form uh, is going gonna, is gonna to kind of mess with your um, ability to comprehend in a, in a healthy manner um, the situation that you're in. Something like gentrification, when, when, it's, when it's, uh, it's kind of like the, the very sort of like um, stealing of a soul of, of, a, of, of a culture, you know, because, I mean, you can't really replace, it's not like we're modernizing Irish yeah. culture, it's like we're, we're kind of, you know, and, and, you know, the culture of anywhere that's being gentrified. It's not like that culture is becoming modernized and, uh, you know, in some sort of like healthy you know, the, uh, the new kids on the block on the planet kind of buzz. Like, it's more just a kind of, like, a, a general across-the-board digression of, uh, of of humanity as it's represented in our buildings and in our streets. And um, I think a lot of creative people in general um, sort of strive to, to hang on to the things that are that are, that are getting washed away, you know what I mean? Um, whitewashed away. I think it's just kind of a, a, a way of coping with all these things is, is to kind of write about them and document them before they before they're on their last legs, like, you know. Is that one of the ways uh, that you see of keeping the culture alive? I think it's our way of uh, keeping the, at least the memory of the culture alive, you know. It's kind of it's like, um, you know, if somebody's, uh, it's quite a morbid thing to say, but if somebody's uh, experiencing their last few hours in a hospital bed, you tend to spend as much time beside them as possible. And um, I think people are doing that now uh, in the face of gentrification. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Um, the album is steeped in literary uh, culture and references, and uh, you've cited poets like uh, William Butler Yeats and Patrick Kavanaugh as, as influences uh, in the past. And I, and I know you, <laughs> you guys initially bonded, right, in university over poetry? Yeah, I think it was, um, it was a sort of, I mean, I mean, it was very much an extracurricular activity for us, like, you know what I mean? And, and we kind of did it when we, weren't, uh, when we weren't attending classes and stuff like that, you know? When you were attending the pub, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, you know, being being kind of rock stars and stuff like that, we we skipped classes. You know what I mean? I think it was just a nice way for us to kind of uh, genuinely express the aspects of ourselves that we didn't feel were being facilitated or or um, nurtured um, elsewhere. You know, and uh, all of us were highly sensitive to each other's needs in in that regard. And uh, so I think I think uh, poetry was kind of just. I mean, half of the time it was just an excuse to talk to each other about how we how we kind of like. Uh, felt about very general issues like you know philosophy and stuff like that but i mean it was a great meeting point for all that kind of stuff and it also gave us something to to be competitive about without being too kind of egotistical about it because at the end of the day we were expressing ourselves you know yeah uh that to me just sounds like a really super cool wonderful thing to do well you're always welcome (laughs) i'd love to and and uh i should mention that last set you heard sha 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 roy's tune and the lots uh, all on the uh, debut album Dog Reel, which uh, the title itself is is an homage to literature. Uh, Dog Reel, a form of working class Irish poetry. I don't think a lot of like uh, folks in the U.S. would know what that is. Do you mind uh, just talking about it for a sec? Do you want to explain it, Diego? Yeah, sure. Basically, just in the early, like in the Dubliners lyrics, there's a lot of uh, references to what was going on in the time and uh, the real lives of the people who lived in Dublin and. In, the, in that era and it was poetry written by them to discuss what was going on and uh, we just really connected with that because it, it felt like it was people using poetry to talk about their lives and what was it they, was, they were experiencing as opposed to like poetry as this high-minded 
uh, almost classist form that it has come to be perceived as today, where it's like very institutional and uh, very much a university kind of thing. So uh, it really brought out a lot of the romance that we were discovering ourselves through meeting up in pubs and writing poems together to discover this idea of doggerel and the idea of taking poetry back from these people and using it to your own devices is kind of like the idea of rock and roll as well, of taking music back from the classical heads and just expressing yourself. And so it just f- like fit as a name really well then when you bring it all together, you know? That was Kevin Cole speaking with a Dublin-based band, Fontaine's DC. Well, put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. That was Sound and Vision. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also give a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks so much for listening, and have a happy new year.